Welcome to Legendary Tales, Once Upon a Myth. Join me, Susanna, as I unravel the majestic worlds of fairy tale, folklore and mythology, transporting you to ancient times and enchanting realms. If you're a fan of epic tales and timeless narratives, Get ready to be captivated by legendary tales once upon a myth. Did I ever tell you about Tommy Little? They called him Little not because he was one of the little people, but because he was short. He was half the size of his brothers and not even up to the shoulder of his shorter sisters. But he was brave as a lion, was Tommy, and nobody ever got the better of him. Well, maybe the once, aye, that's true enough. Tommy would give you his own dinner if you let on that you were hungry, but if he thought you were trying to cheat him or take advantage, he could be as tough as nails, and that made him a hard employer to please. And so it came about that Tommy was looking for an assistant to help out at the mill but he couldn't get anyone he liked the look of, for they were all too skinny, or too fat, or too old, or too young, or too something. And all the fellas who'd been mill hands before had gone off to work in the mines, so he couldn't get anyone with experience. And the ones he tried without experience were worse than useless. Tommy was close to giving up and thinking of selling the mill, when one day this fellow came up to him as he was walking home and he said, Tommy, Tommy Little, I'll be your mill hand and the best one you've ever had and I won't take any wages for a whole month. What? Work for a month with no wages, said Tommy. You must be mad or a fool. No, I'm not mad and I'm no fool, said the stranger. All I'll take at the end of that month is a flower I can grind for you in one hour. So Tommy looked hard at the man suspecting a trick, but the stranger had an honest open face, for all that he was black-haired and blue-eyed and a bit too handsome for Tommy's liking. One hour's worth of flour for a whole month's worth of work? That's right, said the stranger. So Tommy turned the idea over and over in his mind, but he had little choice, for he needed a mill hand something terrible. So he agreed, and they shook hands on it. The stranger was certainly a good worker. No sooner did he set foot in the mill than the sacks of flour were fairly flying out, and finely ground it was. So fine that you could make a loaf of it that would almost float out of the oven. It was so light. Early every morning... The stranger would arrive at first light and set to work. And every evening as the sun was setting, he'd tidy everything away, bid Tommy good night, and stride off into the darkness. It got so good that Tommy was having to buy in more grain from the north of the island and elsewhere to keep up with all this milling. But he could sell this fine quality flour for a halfpenny more per pound so he was well pleased overall. Soon enough, the end of the month came around, and the stranger came to Tommy and said, "'Tis time for my wages, and then I'll be on my way. 
for I'm of no mind to stop at one job the rest of the time. Tommy tried to get the stranger to stay by offering him a proper wage and even to put him up in his own house. But the stranger wouldn't change his mind. And just as well, too, for when he began to run the mill in that last hour for his own wages, Tommy realised the stranger had only been working at a fraction of the speed that he was able. He shoveled the grain and flour like a madman, filling up hoppers and sacks in the blink of an eye. And the mill stream seemed to pick up on this urgency, rushing down to its channel at ten times the rate it normally would, until Tommy was fearful that it would carry the big mill wheel away with it. Oh, and it was a close-run thing. The mill gearing was near enough to setting a light. It was spinning around so quickly, and the bitter smell of charring wood came pouring out from the machinery as fast as the flour. Tommy could only wring his cap between his hands and watch the mill heaving and groaning and wheezing like an overworked horse. For it was obvious enough that the stranger was no ordinary man. And watching the speed he was working at, Tommy began to suspect he might even be dealing with old Nick himself. Then suddenly it was all done. The hour was up, and the old mill stood there, steaming faintly in the sunshine, and all the creaking and clanking slowed down and stopped. And then the stranger winked at Tommy Little and picked up all the many, many sacks of flour he'd ground, all at once somehow, and tossed them up onto his back, and said, thanks to you, Tommy Little, and walked out of the door of the mill. But when Tommy bethought himself to run after him, there was no one in the mill yard at all, only the cat, slinking along with his fur and ears all flat. Well, from that day on, Tommy Little was a much more suspicious man, but a much fairer employer, and he never had any problems getting a mill hand again. And what would the devil do with all that fine white flour? Well, nobody knows for certain, but it's true that the lights were often seen twinkling and shining on the fairy mound up on the mountain that year and always accompanied by a delicious smell of baking bread.